0: Life, Her, Life, Podcast. Hey,
1: Her is me, her is you. Her is us, her is she, her is we. United, we. I'm Yvette Lloyd, host of Life Hurt Podcast. We have Jennifer Payne with us. She has this amazing book that she has written, and it comes from a personal life experience. And from what I saw, she was mad at that time (laughs) when she was thinking of this book. It's called I'm Single, Not Sorry. So a lot of us can relate to this, and I'm really excited about hearing a lot more about it. So, hey, Jennifer, how are you? Hello, I'm doing great. And how are you? I'm doing good, girl. (laughs) Trying to get through the day. You know, we had a good conversation before this Mm -hmm. interview has conducted. So I would love for us to continue everything so you can let us know a lot more about this amazing book. And first and foremost, I would like to know how did this come about? I know you just said that you were mad at that time. But <laughs> <you're> <laughs> yes, you know, I, I'll you know,
0: I'll say disappointed and and yes, mad and upset and all of that. But actually, that was a, it was a point in time in my life that helped me to finish the book. But I actually started on this book right before the pandemic,
1: okay.
0: and I had this idea. I'm 44 now, but it's like when I hit 40, I had friends and family asking like, OK, you're 40. girl. when you going to get a man? When you going to get married? You having more kids? And I was like, no, no. And no, like, <laughs> I'm, you know, or my my take was if it's meant to be, it will be right. But sometimes I find that, you know, and I know they don't mean any harm, but you will have friends and family. That are just like inserting themselves and asking, like, girl, when you go get married? You're getting old now. You're getting old. Don't die along with the dog. And I'm just like, yes, do I I want someone and that loves me and I love them and we have a beautiful life and happily ever after? Right. I would love that. But it's not something that I set as like, okay, this is on my vision board. And I'm like, you know, if it happened, that's just me though. That's just me. If it happens, it happens. So then I came up with this. I'm single, not sorry. Like, okay, yeah, I'm single, but I'm not sorry about it, mm-hmm. right? And then let's fast forward. 2021, I was dating a guy and I'll just say this. I was dating him. And then I'll fast forward to like seven months later. I found out he was engaged the whole time. What? Yeah. Found out he was engaged the whole time. My birthday is July 2nd and I'm saying that for a reason. Found out he got married the day after my birthday. Shut up. But leading up to my birthday, he was showering me with, with gifts and oh, I wish I could be there. The day of his wedding day, which is the day after my birthday, I actually we talked and so I end up finding out, not to go into a whole bunch of detail because it's a long story. Right, but right. I ended up finding out via social media that he, he was actually. Yeah. So that, I mean, it was, I was so <laughs> taken aback. There was so much that happened that transpired. It, it was so unbelievable. I had never met anyone like this guy. Just there was so much story in between. And Ava, who was the main character in the book, actually talks about her situation with this, mm-hmm. This, you know, so, there was so much in between. But after that situation, it fueled me to finish this book because, you know, I I had I then learned that women had similar stories. Like as I was talking to certain people about my experience, I remember hearing another story from a girlfriend of mine. This woman was dating a pilot and this pilot had a whole nother family. And she ended up seeing him in a bar with his friends one day, and she was like, "Hey, I'm just gonna say, Bob, Bob, hey, what are you doing here?" And in front of his friends, he said, "Um, Miss, I'm sorry, I think you shot. Yeah, you got the wrong person. Like, just I, I, I mean, like, I was hearing the most insane stories. And I'm going, what? Like, and, and and so when I was telling my story, and 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 some women were like, oh." Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 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 it was nothing. Here I am over here all devastated. <laughs> right. Some <laughs> yes. women going,
1: oh girl, please. I've I've had worse. I'm like really? <laughs> no, like what can be worse? <laughs> but, but you know what? For real, Jennifer. My first my mm-hmm. first love. Mm-hmm. He did the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. He had a whole nother girlfriend on another side of the town. She had a another state. Actually, she was in a whole nother state and Mm -hmm. everything. And it took from he he went to the the NFL combine. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the NFL combine, it goes like for two weeks. So the first week I was out there seeing him. And then the second week she was out there. But I just so happened to call his room because I couldn't get in contact with him. And she answered. But I didn't think it was her because he had another football roommate in there. So I'm thinking it's one of his girls that's Mm. on the phone. Next thing you know, one day this girl called me and Mm. she just gave me like a whole rundown. And I was like with him for about almost three years. Mm. Mm. Yes, it was was terrible. I
0: know. And it just so... (laughs) Girl, I just can't get with these some of these men. Sometimes you know what I mean. Like I just you know, but (laughs) it fueled me to finish writing this book. And and it's not just Ava's story. Who's the main character? She has it's four of her other four best friends. It's Ava and four ladies. So we have some funny moments of them sharing their 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 story. Um, There's you know people a lady who's two people who are married in the story. So I don't want people to think that this is a book about. Oh, bashing relationships or, or bashing men or anything like that. No, no, nope. we, we share different diverse stories. We talk about interracial dating because one of her best friends is white. You know, we talk about a lady who's, uh, one of her best friends who's married and her husband is so supportive that it's, it's so emotional for the rest of them. How loving and supporting he is. And then there's another best friend who's married whose husband is just a doll. You know what I mean? Like, so we we have a little spice, different stories and stuff like that. And then I coordinated playlist. We have QR codes at the end of a few chapters with music playlist to title. So you can scan the QR code, Mm -hmm. listen to some some music to coordinate with the move, because I don't know about anybody else. But for me, music is like my therapist, my soldier. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying you a Mary J and it just, I get hyped. <laughs> it's therapeutic. It is. So I have a playlist and um, also drink recipes to coordinate with the mood of, of some tra- chapters. You know, sometimes you go through things and you just need a drink. So we have, I have a, a complete recipe with a description of, you know, for the drink. And so I kind of made this a, a fun, you know, book. I've had some married people to read it and I I had a woman, actually it was one of my editors and she's married, been married for over 20 years. And she said, oh my God, I loved it. She said, you took me back to my days when I used to just go out with my girlfriend, she said, before she was married. And she said, I just, she said, you reminded me that just because I'm married doesn't mean I can't have date night with my girls, right? back with my girls. So she said that book brought memories back, you know, to her and how, you know, she had so much fun just... You know, being with her girlfriends, and I'm like, yeah. Nobody said you had to get rid of your girlfriends because you're married. You know, so yeah. So I like to let people know that, like, it's 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 a good book. I think, I'm not being
1: biased. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. So, what do you think about as far as women dating and being successful, having careers and being established already, and then trying to find that mate? that they could date and, you know, right along with it when you meet someone. Sometimes people have 90-day rules. Sometimes people have one-night stands.
0: Okay, so so let me, let me start with the whole dating and being successful in your career. I'll start with that. I'll say this much. Whatever makes you happy, keep that happiness going and don't let it go. So that means if you are successful in your career, and especially if you're doing something that's your passion and you love it, the right person that comes along will compliment that. That's just how I feel. I don't feel like as a woman or anybody, woman, man, whatever, I shouldn't have to give up this to have a partner, a mate. You know what I mean? If, if they're truly, if we're truly meant to be. So I'm all for that. I feel like, cause you know, and, and what I do right now, I work in advertising. Um, I lead diversity, equity, inclusion initiatives. I'm very passionate about what I do. I love what I do, and I don't want to give it up. I'm not going to give it up. So, some some seasons I'm working, and it's rough. You know what I mean. the 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 hustle is real, and I I need that make that will understand that. You right. know what I mean. You know, will understand. We might we might go a few weeks and I don't cook. We might You might have to call me. We might have to get some Papa John's or something. I don't know. We're going to figure it out. But, we, you know, there's going to be some times I ain't cooking or there's going to be some times that you might have to cook. You know what I mean? So I'll just, you know, I'll just say that. I always, for me, I'm not giving up anything that I love. Now, I do believe in a level of compromise in any relationship. You know, it's not always an intimate relationship that you're compromising in, but in any relationship, there may be certain a level of compromise. But completely to completely give up my career now, unless they hit that one point three billion dollar Mega Millions that we got going on right now, talk <laughs> <laughs> about talk about me possibly quitting when you put some money in an account that strictly has my name on it. Then we can talk about it. But it's no. is- now, uh, <laughs> I'm keeping my career <laughs> you. Now, you mentioned something else after that the career, and then, oh, you said 90, 90, day, rule. 90 day rule or one night stand. Okay. So, I'm going to say this much. Let me keep it real. I'm 44 years old. I ain't got no 90 day rule. That's just me. Now, interestingly, we had a conversation about this during my book release. Really? Yes, we did. And it got a little heated in there because we had some women in the audience that said that yeah, right now at their age and most of us were I think the youngest were maybe late 30s, but most of us were between like, I don't know, 37 and 50. And some women said at their stage in their life right now, they're not they don't want to add to the body count so they do have a 90 day rule so to speak they don't want you know they want to make sure that this person is is right before they add to that body count now let me just give you my opinion on how Jennifer reacts to that <laughs> I'm 44 years old I ain't got time to be saying if you write I need to know if you write in all aspects of rightness so yeah. I don't waste no time I don't want to fall in love with you in one area. And then I'm just going to give it real. And then I get with you in the sexist bowl. We don't have that chemistry. That's just me, though. That's just me. Well, I ain't, ain't having nobody to follow me. Girl, I ain't not. You. Oh, I, need <laughs> to I need to know, like, if I'm vibing with you on an intellectual level, physically, mentally, my next thing is, okay, what does sex do? I just, that's just how I am. And I just want to get to it to figure that out to make sure we have a sexual chemistry because a lot of times people get together and it's just not the chemistry isn't there. That's no, not, nothing personal. It's just not there. But I need to know that a little. I ain't trying to waste no time. That's just me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so during that time of everyone just like, you're a your final man and, and you have a son, right? Yeah, my son is 22. Yeah, so they wanted you to have more, another child. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, how did it, how did you feel? Like, did you feel pressured or you was just like to a point? Forget what y'all talking about. I'm going to do what I want to do. This is my life. Yeah, no, I never felt pressured. Sometimes I just felt annoyed. Okay. When you get the
0: girl, when you going to get a man? And I don't like, you know, my life is not. Um, based on having a man or in, in other, some people's, you know, in their lives, a partner. That's that's how it is for me. The, my, my life is not based around that. It doesn't mean just because I am not in a relationship, which by the way, I will say I am presently in a relationship and the irony of how this relationship came about. But my life wasn't based around that, like, oh, woe is me. I don't have a man in my life, and my life is miserable. No, I've I've had some amazing moments with myself. Um, I learned to love myself. I learned to put myself first, not be selfish, but put myself first. And and I learned to just spend time with self and get to know myself and just make sure I liked me. Yeah, people out there trying to quote-unquote influence someone else to like me. Do I even like me? You yeah. know, sometimes we are the problem. Girl, you got to check yourself. So I got to make sure I'm okay, right? Yes. So I enjoy that. And, I, and that's one thing that I always try to encourage other women to do. Like spend some time. It's okay to have a period of time when you are single and you're just by yourself. Spend some time with yourself. Get to know and really love yourself, and really figure out what it is that you want, and learn how to take care of yourself and what you want to be. Because once you start truly loving and taking care of yourself, your standards and what your expectations are get higher. Higher. You know I mean, and then some of the stuff, excuse me, that Wait, you no in the past you don't be take, you know what I mean? Once that little piece of a red flag pick up, you'd be like, ah, flag on the play.
1: Yeah. Yes. But you know, what's was so crazy. I had this conversation with one of my cousins and I was just telling her how amazing it was for me to be to myself and by myself for at least three years. Mm-hmm. And just the fact of we or ourselves every day. But when you're actually by yourself doing things, you'd be like, I know I like that. I know I could do that. Like you experience things that's within you that you didn't know that was in you, that you didn't know what existed because us as women, we are natural givers. We're natural caregivers and everything to a point we put a lot of people's needs first. And mm-hmm. so, when you are actually just focused on yourself, you'll figure out a lot of your needs and you can figure out a lot of things that you need to heal within yourself. And it helps you attract that right man to you because a lot of times what we attract is who we are, but we just don't know it exists mm-hmm. because we haven't like touched base on that. So, how do you feel about that too? Oh, yeah. There was something that I actually
0: posted. Um What was this the other day? And I said, when you start taking care of yourself and start feeling better, you start looking better and you start to attract better. It all starts within you. I wholeheartedly believe that. And it's interesting because that's what uh, the guy that I'm dating now, we met at my book read. Okay. I wasn't looking for anybody. I was, I was, you know, the irony of that he came with a friend of his to the book read. We met and we just hit it off from go. Wow. Like, it just blew my mind. Like, we both of us said that we've never met each other. You know what I mean? Like, we've never met anyone like each other. Yeah. Um, we have so much in common. We talk every day. We laugh at each other every day, every day. That's um, amazing. Yeah. And it's crazy how he—he's at a book read for "I'm Single, Not Sorry," <laughs> and here I am at my read talking about like, yeah. And he—and he did, da 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 da. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's in the other room, and we connected. And then he met me in Atlanta for my next book read. He came out just to support okay. and he met me in Atlanta to, to just to support and we just hit it off. I was like, okay, it's pretty. Cool. And we've been like connected. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I attribute that to spending time alone with myself. Yes. Because he, he actually told me, he said, I loved when I saw the way you moved in your book re- read. He said, You just move with such confidence. And I know I didn't always have that. Uh, you know what I mean? And I said, I said, oh, okay. I was listening to him and he said, I just watched you and you had so much confidence. And he said, you were so happy. And, you know, the way you talked to everyone and greeted everyone. And he said, I just love that about you. He said, everything you had to say, he said, even though what you experienced, you talked about the positives. And he said, I just love your energy and how positive you were. Now, I was not I was not always like that. But once I spent time with myself and getting to know myself, I appreciated a lot more things better, you know, about life and about myself. And I guess that that energy exuded out. So,
1: yeah, that is amazing. So how how did he feel when he read your book?
0: He, He laughed. He said, wow, you know, something now he didn't finish reading yet. He didn't. um, But he did tell me he got to certain parts and he said he can't wait to finish it. But it was interesting. I was very flattered. The fact that he read it as far as he did, you know, because he was letting me know. He said, wow, you're a really good writer. You know what I mean? Like he was like, you are very. I get I get a little descriptive in my in my writing to to appease the imagination as people are reading. They can kind of visualize this this scene or whatever. So I make sure that I'm pretty descriptive. But I, I was surprised. And then like I said, I was it warm it it kind of warned me. It kind of got me a little closer to him when he I'm just like, you're actually reading my book. <laughs> um but he found it interesting. He found it very interesting. But again, he didn't get a chance to finish because the ending is what kind of without spoiling it, the ending is what I think is the most inspirational, motivational part about for women you know, getting them to be like, you know what, well, yeah, you're right. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So he didn't get to that far yet, but
1: so far he said he enjoyed it. <laughs> wow, so if someone was to purchase the book today, what do you want them to gain from it? From a
0: woman's perspective, I want women to stop putting so much pressure on themselves. I hope that they're able to read the book and and stop putting so much pressure. In. And when I say that, I'm, I'm looking at women who are like in their mid thirties on up that pressure of, oh my gosh, I'm 35, I don't have children. I'm 35, I'm I'm not married, I don't have a partner, I don't have a husband, or I don't have a wife, whatever that looks like, that is okay. You know what I mean? Hopefully, because the pressure comes from societal views, family views, you know, a lot of people have say on what your life should be. And I'm like, uh, no, you are the main character of your life. Mm -hmm. You dictate that. No one else, you know, should dictate that. And I talk about this a little bit in the book. It's okay to take a break from social media. Around the holidays, I did a podcast right before Christmas. And Chanel Scott, who is the host of Ministry on Fox Soul, Yes, I'm familiar. Okay, so we talked about getting through the holidays and being single. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I said, I said, it's okay to take a break from social media. I said, social media has caused so much depression. It has. Not so much of social media, not so much the platform, but people feed into what other people post. And and social media to me is a form of entertainment, okay? It's, It's entertaining. Sometimes it's news. That's the first place where I get my news. I said, but it's funny to me how you see couples in matching pajamas on Christmas Eve and on Christmas, and then somebody filing for divorce by mid January. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, it's okay to stay off social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and I, cause I, I've heard from a lot of friends and acquaintances where the holidays are rough, not just as, as far as relationships, but you know, you have a lot of people who have lost loved ones around the holidays and it's just it's, it's lonely and it's rough. And I said, take a break. Get off social media because that sends people down a spiraling rabbit hole. Yes.
1: And, you know, speaking of like social media, you have people that have these happy lives, you know. And these amazing pictures that they take as couples, and these amazing, beautiful weddings and proposals, and you know things of that nature. But you'll be surprised on like you see a lot of times a side chick will appear, <laughs> 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 or the or the other woman in the or man of the polygamy or whatever that's going on is upset at the other one. It's like we have to we have to get our mindsets together to realize everyone doesn't have a perfect life. Mm -hmm. You are looking at a one minute video of someone and you are just looking at a photo. Mm -hmm. A lot of us are using our imagination and creating this perception of this person's life and we're making it become reality into our lives. Mm -hmm. And it really doesn't even exist. (laughs) Yeah. And, and it creates you to become very mentally unstable in so many ways. And you fall into depression. Some mm-hmm. um, people even become suicidal because they like, I want that kind of love. Yeah. I want someone to make me feel that way. But mm-hmm. you really don't know unless you're in that person's shoes. I wish social media wasn't so... Vague like that. That's why I, I kind of like TikTok. TikTok, you see a lot of different dynamics of people. hilarious. You see the good, the bad, and the ugly on Kind of yeah. different. Yeah. But just, I just, I just wish people just understand. You have to create your own path. You have to, you have to love the way you know how to love. And find that person that's for you, or let them find you. Once you get you together, and it's it's a lot. It's it's a lot of work to try to keep up with others. It is, it is. But
0: again, it's just getting people to understand and 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 face the fact that you really have no idea, and what's going on in someone's life. And we mentioned that the the day we did the podcast that I did with Chanel Scott, it was on a Friday. Mm -hmm. Well, that week I was in and out of the emergency. And that Thursday, the night before, I was in emergency and didn't know if I was going to be able to make the podcast that Friday. So I'm sitting there on the podcast and my stomach is killing me. This medication Uh is tearing my stomach up. But I'm sitting there and I'm smiling. Then my stomach got to bubbling, but I'm sitting there and I'm on the call and I'm like, <laughs> right? And but I had just gotten over COVID. Okay. Like I was down for a week and a half with COVID and then the after effects. So I ended up in emergency and all that. So needless to say, we're on the call and we're talking. And I said, I said something a little off off the subject because, you know, people read into people's lives because they're seeing pictures with their boyfriends, their girlfriends, stuff like that. I said, but what I mean by is you never know what's going on in someone's life. And I, and I told just, I said, I just got COVID, you know? And I said, and I just got out of the emergency room yesterday. I didn't even know if I was going to make it in, on here. And I said, I'm sitting here having this conversation with you all. And I'm just smiling. I got my little lipstick on. I said, but really, my stomach is toe up right now. And Tanya, who was the host of the podcast, died laughing. <laughs> and I said, my point is <laughs> that... You really, truly, just never know. You don't what's going on with somebody. All you see is a picture or a video, and you see a smile. Yeah, you see you see what appears to be happy, okay, and and you don't because we were talking about. I said that was right after Twitch committed suicide. Right, rest in peace, Twitch. But I was reading comments on social media where you know people had their other theories, so yeah, of feeling like happy. he just really happy, happy. With, and I'm going not just off a of video and a picture. I said because I'm sitting here right now smiling, but I'm like, Lord, please hold it together until we get out this call because my stomach is killing me.
1: You know what I mean? Like, right? So, yeah, I know exactly what you mean because when I started podcasting and everything, I had lost my mom, and then a year later, I lost my husband. But I but I kept podcasting, and I kept going. And like after this month, I'm finally getting ready to take a break until like April or May. And I never took a break. But it's like I'm constantly interviewing people, creating all this amazing, beautiful content. But inside it was like, you know, it was, it was painful, it was hurtful. You know, and and a lot of people don't see it that way. They just expect you to just do this. Oh, my God, you're so strong and all this and that. But it's like y'all need to like really focus, (laughs) just focus like people are hurting out here. You really have to be considerate of what you say, because I see some of the most hateful comments under pages and everything, especially body shaming of women mm-hmm. in today's society. And you have women that get surgery, but then you have women with natural bodies and then you have women that they say that's overweight and they're just body shaming them so bad. And you never know just from you saying one thing, you're hurting them. Yeah, it, it really. And people
0: try to act like it doesn't affect them but it does. Yes, and, it does. And I understand why it does. And and and, and sometimes it's just mean. You know, I, I have the belief of, you know, I don't understand when people see something on social media that they don't like or they don't agree with. Now, unless a person is asking you for your opinion, why can't you just keep scrolling?
1: Exactly. Why do you feel the need <laughs> to keep your comments on me coming? You know what I mean? Like, why you just
0: can't keep scrolling? they seven minutes. So it, that just bothers me so bad. But yeah, the social media bullying is real. Yes. Um, the mean that what I call mean girl comments and stuff like that, you know, is real. And the hypocrisy, um, the fake life, all of that. Yes. It's real on social media. Exactly. And that's why I try to encourage people to take a break from it.
1: Yes, I saw something that you had in your stuff was saying like, how you don't have to have a hundred k followers, you know, to be relevant. Because a lot of times you do. They consider you to be relevant when you have a lot of followers, or if you look a certain way, or if you revealing certain portions of your body, or if you're hanging around this group of people and things mm-hmm. of that nature. And it it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure for it people is. to try to keep up and try to fit in and everything. But I love how you just let people know, like women know, or men or whomever that's reading your book, you let them know these different things mm-hmm. on how yeah. to just walk walk your life mm-hmm. in your own shoes.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's, that's really what the book is all about. Like I said, I just, and, and talking to various women and, and realizing how many women did feel pressure. Like I said, for me it was more of annoying, but I did get the sense from a lot of women that felt that pressure. And then there are certain women who I met, my makeup artist is Japanese. And mm-hmm. I remember when she she told me, she said, have you ever thought about getting the book translated? And I said, no, not really. Why? And she said, you know, in my culture where I'm from, I'm Japanese. And she said, a lot of women could relate to your book because of the cultural of their culture, it's the pressure to be married. Right. Wow. That's, that's their culture. Yeah. And she said, you know, a lot of women, she said, we don't want to. We we may not want to at that time. Not that they just don't want to, but they may not want to at that time. They they want to go off a lot of women now because we're talking different generations. It's 2023 now. A lot of women, you know, within that Asian culture, Japanese, you know, they want to they want to be career oriented. And but it's that family dynamic, that culture, that pressure that's like get married. Right. You know what I mean? So when she mentioned that to me, I said, wow, I didn't even at the time I wasn't even thinking about cultural differences and the cultural dynamics and of those types of pressures, you know, I was just thinking about my own little situation and some right. situations that some friends had. And, and I really started, you know, thinking about the various cultures around the world. And some cultures are a lot more strict as we know. Yes. yes. And uh, it's, it's arranged marriages, it's forced marriages and things of that nature. And, you know, I've, I've heard people tell me that they felt the book, motivated them and inspired them. And I was just like, wow, you know, something that was therapeutic for me. Right. Turned out to be an inspiration to some, you know, I've had people be like, I love your playlist, you know, I'm like, okay. You know, so it, you know, it makes you feel good, you know, because really it was my therapy. It was my therapy to just put all that pain on that pen and just start writing.
1: Wow. Well, I think honestly it would be a good movie <laughs> I, I have heard that
0: and I said I told my girlfriend I said girl from your lips to God's ears <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to I don't know talk about something do something I do know that I am going to this year is my year to write another book to have something come out in 2024 okay um, I did hear that people wanted to know what happened. Like, they want to know, like, okay, what happened? So, right. like, I left a little bit of a cliffhanger, you know, at the end. And I said, yeah, I kind of did that on purpose. Not not some of those movie cliffhangers you see when you're watching a movie and you're like, you got to be kidding me. This. You know what I mean? I right. said, it wasn't like that. But it it left it open for it could be a part two, it could be a continuation or it doesn't have to be, but you know, I've had some people to tell me like, you know, I want to know what happened with Sidney, you know, and what on with Lita, did she ever, like what? what is her character, you know, right. or development, you know, and, and to the characters, and I said, that'll be interesting, I might do that, you know, because definitely, I got stories for days,
1: Woo! Yeah, Girl, you better let them go. <laughs> what? go. (laughs) Could you let us know how can anyone purchase your book and follow more about whatever you have to come up next as far as your next book? Yeah. So right now they can
0: purchase my book online at Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And I'm single, not sorry. And then also on social media, Instagram and Facebook, I'm single, not sorry. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then my personal Instagram is I am Jennifer Payne, but typically as it relates to the book, I typically post updates on really? the book page. Then I'll add things to my personal page. So the book page is probably the best. And then a the website. I'm sorry. I always forget the website. The website is I'm single, not
1: com. So, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. I really Enjoyed this interview and I can't wait to see what you got coming up next. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Life Her Podcast, where we help heal women all over the world. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Life Her Podcast, and check out our YouTube page as well. And make sure you subscribe. You can also look onto our website and you could purchase merchandise and listen to the podcast episodes. I am Yvette Lloyd. I am Life Her. Love yourself, ladies. Take care of yourself and others you love dearly.